everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today to be here to be talking off network. We're going to be covering all the channels that aren't Hallmark and the holiday programming that they have been airing this last weekend. And it's a lot of variety we got going on here. It's going to be fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I have with me my friends from One Kiss Means Forever podcast. Katie and Hannah are here. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming on the podcast. Hi, we're happy to Hello. be here. Yes. So <laughs> the last time I think we talked to you was in the summer. So mm-hmm. how have you how have you been? <laughs> I you know what? We're alive. We're, we're alive. We've done yeah. wh- what has it been, Katie? Like I wanna say something like every other movie tweet. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we have been amazing, not only covering we, the Lifetime live tweets, but the, I mean, not only covering the Hallmark live tweets, but the Lifetime as well, at least a lot of them. Yeah. I, I'm, lifetime I'm tired, is but... like when we have time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've missed a Hallmark, though. I think, uh, yeah. I don't I think, think you have. Right. Yeah. That's impressive. So. That's a lot of live tweeting. Uh, Very good, though. It it helps to be multiple people. It's so true. Sometimes sometimes one of us takes over. We tried for it to be both of us just because, like, you know, we're funnier together. But Uh – and I hope you all out there listening uh, also tweet along and yeah. play <laughs> with sure us. Make sure you're following them on Twitter. It's we'll have it in the description. Uh, but yeah, we actually Hannah and I actually met since we last recorded. That's which is so fun. true. We met <laughs> in person. Yeah, we met and had pickles together. It was great. <laughs> and that's not as weird in- as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I happen to be in New York, and what's the place called that we went? We went to Jacob's Pickles. Yeah, we went to Jacob's Pickles, and it was delicious, yeah. and we had a great time. It was really fun. <laughs> I'm so sad I missed it, but your pictures looked wonderful. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you all to make a Utah trip. Come out yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Sister Swap kind of made me want to go, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, right. We we've talked about it. It's it's yes. on the it's on the list for it sure. Is. <laughs> I grew I grew up in Arizona and I have oh. shamefully never been to Utah. So I, I'm I need to go. You need to I'm go. To we have more national parks than any other state. So Right. I think I knew that. <laughs> but how do you think that the Christmas season has gone in general? Have you been impressed with the output, not impressed? What are your thoughts of what you've seen? I think I would go um, sort of neutral in that mm-hmm. I, I'm not surprised by it. I don't feel like it's been overly disappointing or overly amazing it's just Mm -hmm. sort of kind of what i expected it's got its ups and downs it's got its good movies and its blah movies and you know i'm there's somewhere i'm very happy and somewhere i'm very upset and (laughs) a lot that i'm just sort of in the middle about (laughs) Yeah. I, I would agree. I would stamp this as as expected. Check, um, as expected with slightly more queer representation. Great. Yeah, there you go. That's true. I, yeah, I think that the Hallmark movies and mysteries have been almost universally good. I'm trying to think if there was one I didn't at least enjoy, um, and that they, they've been doing great. Uh, yeah, and they're for the most part the Hallmark output has in, has been 
good. Uh, the lifetime outfit has been a lot more spotty, but there have been a couple. We'll talk about a few that I enjoyed. Uh, I, the up TV ones have been hit and miss, but I really love Christmas on fifth Avenue. I've been like the champion of that film. I thought it was really good. <laughs> uh, and I, and a lot of the new players had ones that I enjoyed. Like I really liked eight bit Christmas from HBO max. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and, uh, and, uh, the, um, I enjoyed on Disney channel. We'll talk about one, uh, this week that I enjoyed. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, there's been some new ones, which has been fun. Yeah. It's, you know, more than anything in terms of the output, it's been hard to keep up yeah. as in I haven't <laughs> impossible. I <laughs> mean, even me you? watching like, five, can't... six movies every day. I oh, still yeah. am not. Right, it, it's hard. I, I, like I feel like I didn't. There are some where I'm like, that happened. I didn't know that movie happened, <laughs> and like I'm your target audience, and I didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah my I, mom, my mom was like, so what do you think about all these movies? Because I agree, like everything's been kind of fine. And to me, Hallmark has had some sleeper, like some like I, I'm. They were fine, but my mom has texted me on occasion going like, I just kind of wish they didn't have the Friday ones because I feel like then they, everything else would just be a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it is It is a lot. And I feel so – I don't know if any of you feel this way. Christmas, even though I've been watching Christmas movies for the last two months, is caught me by surprise. And I'm not really sure if that speaks to like the level of Christmas spirit in this movie. And like I'm watching enough of them. I really should yeah. be like – on the roof right now with reindeers and like, mm-hmm. but I'm not. And I don't know. And I wonder if it's just the quality of the films right now or just a bah humbug, but yeah. I'll feel better soon. <laughs> well, a little bit of the uh, sad, the what is seasonal affective. Yeah. That is the thing. Disorder. Whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 I feel that for sure. I have a happy light. <laughs> especially i do too especially when it it's post christmas you don't have sort of the white christmas uh <laughs> halo over everything yeah. and it, and the snow starts to get kind of dirty and it just feels like uh, yeah but, uh, and now we don't even have Winterfest to, to perk up our our days we have whatever new year's new movies <laughs> lame I, I, like you know what i feel like it's exactly the same as Winterfest, except uh, with a worse name yeah agreed <laughs> just like why did you have to name it this please Okay. I'm still oh, calling it Winterfest. I they can't stop me. <laughs> but I'm super excited about the new Butler movie. That Every time I think about it, I start giggling. I don't know why. It's like I lose control because I just think that's so funny. The idea of a Butler Academy and Butler's in Love, I think it's called. Yeah. It, that it, sounds it, perfect. I'm hyped. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Off Network. So let's dive in. Let's talk Lifetime first. Then we had on the first, we had Match Made in Mistletoe, uh, Natalie Lisniska and Damon Runyon. And it's when talented interior designer Emily is hired by a foreign embassy in D.C. to decorate their annual holiday charity ball. The newly appointed ambassador Magnus Anderson, (laughs) minimalist approach, creates a roadblock between them as Emily's undeniable love for the holiday season begins to thaw his heart and unexpected romance begins between the two. And for me, this movie was pretty boring. Most of the movie, but I have to give it a little bit of credit that I actually liked the design for once. Like most of the time, these party planners slash interior designers, I'm like, Oh, 
I don't like that design at all. But it was actually very beautiful. And there was tons of real, like, foliage, I guess, real furs and real garlands and real, like, I was like, this is actually really beautiful. And so I liked that. I was like, this is very nice. I'd like to go to this party. And usually I, I, I don't feel that way. I mean, it was serviceable. It wasn't terrible. They had okay chemistry. I mean, it was basically a royal movie. Um, but I mean, I, I did didn't like watch this. this one. This is the one that I yeah. missed. But this year specifically feels overly saturated with the royal movies. Yeah, we got a lot. I don't know why. And I am always skeptical of them. We they saw often more. don't we work more this weekend. <laughs> and oh, like I mean, I give this one a three. It was it was watchable. It was a little boring, a uh, little dull. Uh, but Damon Runyon's pretty good, pretty charming. Uh, and like I said, I liked actually liked her designs for once. That's <laughs> right. Generally, like I feel like I've seen Damon Runyon as a lead, but I the ones that I stick out in my head, he's always like the other guy. Yeah. So very, it would be nice Valentine. to see him do his thing as a lead. Yeah. But yeah, the premise doesn't sound so. Gr- grand to me <laughs> <laughs> one good one that he's the lead is one starry night i don't know if you've ever seen that one. Oh, the, i think um, i've seen the title but i've not seen the movie yeah so just read the title or one starry christmas the um yeah one starry christmas sorry one starry christmas it's it's really good he plays a cowboy in it and cute yeah so it's it's a, it's a fun one so uh I, yeah i'll give this one a three Okay, then we had on the second, we have A Christmas Village Romance, Jake Epstein, Jenny Ross, Olivia Renaud, who was in Christmas on Fifth Avenue, and he's so good in that movie. Uh, But it's uh, when romance novelist Diana learns that Maple Creek, a charming pioneer village, is struggling to stay afloat, she uses her notoriety to help generate interest in the town by sponsoring a Christmas gala. Diana rallies her family and friends to pitch in, but she's challenged at every turn by village blacksmith and town historian Carter. Sparks fly as the two must work together to save the village in time for Christmas. But when her gorgeous cover model and secret crush Greg surprises Diana the the night before the big Christmas gala, she's torn on who to choose and must take a page out of her own novels to figure out her true happily ever after. (laughs) I love this the puns. Is such and a all ridiculous premise for a movie, but uh, the 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 bitter village blacksmith. <laughs> but he makes sparks fly because he's a blacksmith. <laughs> uh, I laugh, but I actually thought this movie was fine. I it was it was cute enough. Uh, the um, they they had pretty good chemistry. I actually liked this better than the other Jake Epstein movie that weekend with the the Hanukkah movie. I thought this was uh, better. See, I just, I, I have to disagree. Cause I, I liked the Hanukkah movie better than this one. Mm-hmm. Um, he, here's my biggest problem with this movie. I think she looked like a small child mm-hmm. and I had a lot of trouble believing that this 12 year old was falling in love yeah, <laughs> or a, had any sort I, of like <laughs> access to what romance novels are about. Like I just, I mm. like, I'm like, no, how many, like, how many times have you really been in love or how many romance novels have you actually had the time to read because you're 18 or whatever? Um, I, I too found that a little bit distracting, but I will say that we got 
because there were some moments in this movie that felt more romancy, like romance novelly, that I really mm-hmm. wish that they had leaned into. Like she, it's in the middle of a storm, and he's giving her firewood, and he gets they get caught in like yeah. her cabin in candlelight. How romantic is that? But I don't even think we got a kiss at that point, did we? I can't remember. No, I don't I think, think it we might got have a been kiss near kiss. Yeah, I'm not sure. I but, can't remember. So that was nice, but the rest of the movie to me, it just, it was cute enough, but. Um, and I did like the garb. I did like Greg. I thought he was fun and funny. And I liked that he like liked her back. No. I was really hoping that it'd be like a unrequited. I was really scared it would be like an unrequited thing. But I liked that the the cover model liked the author. I thought that was cute. My problem with the Hanukkah movie, and if you listen to the recap, you'll hear me say it. But I just felt like she didn't. She ignored him like almost the whole movie, and yeah. so it hurt oh. the chemistry. And so then when they finally do get together, like she didn't even think of him as one of the possibilities of who could be the secret admirer. It wasn't even on her list. And that was pretty late into the movie. And so when they finally did get together, it rang flat for me because they had spent almost really no time together, hardly at all. She'd been on dates with all these other people. And that was my problem with the Hanukkah movie. Whereas this, I felt like at least there, there was some fun dynamics between the two opposites attract kind of enemies to lovers type of a of thing going on uh but but yeah it's not like a great movie yeah i'm not gonna i mean that, that is fair <laughs> i you know as as the uh, you know resident jew uh, i'm always looking for the uh <laughs> for the like hanukkah movie that like kind of does something maybe that doesn't like upset me right um, so the the reason i liked the hanukkah movie was because it was just a hanukkah movie it yeah. was not a we have to like teach this person who lives in a weird world that has never had hanukkah before about hanukkah yeah right yeah i could totally <laughs> see that yeah well i mean so. i would give this like a 3.25 I I think I I put it at a three. I think it's mm-hmm. it was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, the I age difference, the difference really really mm-hmm. it bothered me a lot, like more than I care. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I think a three is good. Yeah, I can say yeah. I have it a three point one two. There we go. <laughs> <Five>. <laughs> okay. All right. Then we have a Christmas dance reunion. This on the third. And it stars Corbin Blue and Monique Coleman, High School Musical Reunion. <laughs> this was directed by our friend Brian Herzlinger, uh, who did Twinkle All the Way, which I was yep. on your guys' show talking yes, about. Yes, you were. And I love yes. that movie so much. And uh, successful attorney Lucy Mortimer, along with her mother Virginia, returns to the Winterlay Resort to help celebrate the hotel's final Christmas season. Once there, Lucy is reunited with the owner's nephew and her childhood Christmas dance partner, Barrett Brewster. Though the resort has fallen on hard times and has stopped most holiday events, Lucy leads the charge in recreating the beloved Christmas traditions, including the popular Christmas dance, to bring together new families. And new hope to the resort. Now Lucy must decide if she's willing to take a risk and love and partner up once more with Barrett for what could be the last Christmas dance. <laughs> so, so my feeling on this movie is basically all the dancing was unbelievable. I absolutely loved it. And everything else was fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I completely agree with you there. I like I so 
desperately wanted to love this movie because of the high school musical aspect of it. I was just like, I am here for this reunion. I am here for all of that. And there wasn't a ton that was special about it besides the dancing. Like, I have seen the we've got to save the in plot line so many times. And I don't feel like this was particularly inventive in that regard. It was just like, okay, yeah, you're going to put on the activities that are going to make the in work. I know. Although I did, I did <laughs> skip this movie, but I um, here's a here's a confession. I had not seen High School Musical until last year. Even though I oh. love musicals and I love Disney, and but we did a High School Musical um, episode for my fiance's birthday because he's in love with Zac Efron. But so it sticks out fresh in my mind that they met at a winter resort at the beginning of the movie, and then she ended up coming to the high school to be a wildcat what if this is that resort that would be cool if it was in the same universe but i don't know if it was but then then the other people would have to go to the same resort which is because it's the other character it's a time loop yeah Yeah. well i mean they probably would would have connections and everything like that help their friends get a deal (laughs) there you go okay but but yeah i mean i don't to me the dancing was special enough to really just make me enjoy this movie and and everything else was serviceable enough that like there was nothing that i disliked you know everything was yeah. was pleasant and enjoyable and uh and then and then i thought their chemistry was really strong too which added a lot but i when he tap dances that was great i absolutely loved that yeah no that was a fun bit mm-hmm. of just choreography and and just sort of like, yeah. we're going to put this here. Kind of for no reason, but you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. But I actually <laughs> really love, I love in films when they take a second to let the characters breathe and not necessarily, like everything in a film doesn't have to be plot heavy. And yeah. The plot. yeah. Like to just allow, like I, I was uh, – on another podcast I do called the criterion project, we were talking about the movie bright star, which is a beautiful, wonderful movie. And uh, there's a whole scene where the characters in that movie just stop to have a butterfly party. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the plot at all. It's just like a peaceful, beautiful moment. And it's really hard to do that in these movies because there's just not enough time. Yeah. And so I really appreciate it. In fact, I was talking to Brian about it and he said that they, they, they kind of decided to do that last minute. They were going, weren't going to have it and then did it. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm so glad they did because it really, it was just one of the highlights of the season to me it was just this like moment of dance that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, yeah. So, well done. See it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that alone, I would give it like a four, st- four crowns. I, it really was special. I thought. I think I would put it at like a three point or a 3.75 maybe even Mm -hmm. um it doesn't quite get to four to me but it was definitely on the higher end of i don't know yeah the the evening (laughs) yeah um and then we had on the fourth we had kirk franklin's a gospel christmas and we are going to be having on saturday we're going to have a recap of this movie with carrie uh and uh one of our patrons thaddeus 
uh, the two of them uh, have, we're going to have a whole episode uh, that's really fun. They uh, talk a lot about uh, the, cause her, Carrie's husband is a pastor and, uh, and, you know, Thaddeus could relate to a lot of the, the uh, gospel. He knew, he knows a lot about Kirk Franklin and, and, and the guard mm. and um, the black church and everything. And, uh, and so it's, it's a fun episode. So something to look forward to if you enjoyed this movie on Saturday is going to be the episode where they talk about it. Uh, and, but this it stars uh, Demetra McKinney, Chaz Lamar, Sh- uh, Shepard, and Kirk Franklin. And it's when Olivia, a young assistant pastor, gets assigned to be a lead pastor at a new church a month before Christmas. She's fearful she can't manage the transition, including getting the choir ready to open the town's annual winter jamboree. Banding together with her new congregation, Olivia discovers her new home for herself and even finds a little Christmas romance along the way. So this movie, I actually thought it was was pretty good. It was better than I was expecting because like faith based films tend to not be the best. Uh, and uh, I thought that the music was the highlight. I mean, incredible. Scene. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, like I will admit to complete and utter ignorance in terms of like the, you know, community that they were. Yeah. Uh, portraying because obviously I, you know white jewish lady <laughs> over here does not participate in the black right. tr- like southern church um but that being said i like i i finished that movie and thought well that was just like a celebration of yeah. like african-american life mm-hmm. like that was just how i, I was like yeah they just love being black people and that's great. <laughs> yeah. It was really positive and uh and I mean I thought that it was pretty well acted and and just the music was they they had a lot of songs. There were probably 10 songs in this that's uh, awesome. Yeah, this it was movie. it was music heavy. Like my my biggest complaint at the beginning was I was like she doesn't look old enough to be like in charge of anything and then they got she started to wear her hair down and i was like okay now she does <laughs> now i believe it <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know i i don't know how old you are and you don't have to tell in the, the but i'm i feel like now since i i'm almost 41 i feel like everybody looks super young i'm like you're you graduated from college like what <laughs> My sister like and I just baby. had a conversation. At, we just had a conversation on Thanksgiving um, where she says, if college people start to look 12, then you can say that you're old. And I'm wondering right, if I'm, exactly. I'm inching into that because college people are starting to look like babies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I almost feel like we didn't need the romance in this movie. I feel like there was enough kind of with the congregation and with her with her working with uh, trying to make Miss Ida happy and, you know, all of that. I feel like there was enough. We didn't really need the romance. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, it's one of these movies. So you have to have it, I guess. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, Miss Ida was pretty grumpy. <laughs> she was. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the one line that really got me was her just being like, why do you hate me? Yeah. That I was, was like, good. why do you hate her? Like, yeah. I genuinely don't know either. <laughs> And when she realizes that she forgot to submit the papers, I felt that hard. Yeah. Because haven't we all had that moment where you just, you're just face palming it terrible. You just completely forgot to do something. I remember when 
Uh, when, when I was in college, my parents flew me all the way home to, to like watch my younger sister. And I, the whole reason that they had me come out there was to to take her to this one dance thing or whatever that she was doing. And we got involved in something and I completely forgot to take her. And I was just so embarrassed and so, and like, of course they were upset with me because they got into all this trouble to get me there so that I could watch her so that I could take her. And then I forgot. Yeah. And it was, you know, just when you have those things happen, it's just the worst. (laughs) Totally. But we're human. I yeah. felt for her big on that, you know, and when she's like, I just need a win, please help. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, there were definitely some like genuine, like, oh my God, I like, I really hope she pulls this off because there yeah. were, you know, there are these movies are formulaic. So, you know, like it's all going to be okay. But at the same time, there was a little bit of a, it, like, can you fix this? Is this fixable? Right. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Either we learn the power of fixing or the power of forgiveness. <laughs> Which yeah. Christmas miracle is it? Yeah. And and just the power of prayer. Please help yeah. me find a way to get into this thing. Uh, yeah, I felt it. I I'd give this one like a four. I enjoyed it. I was it was fresh. It was, you know, something pretty new and and uh the music was so good that you know, it was enough for me. And I thought it was pretty well acted. I, I would agree. I think it's it's up at a four for yeah. me as well. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Sometimes love needs a little push. Lizzie Shane, the award-winning author of The 12 Dogs of Christmas, has a brand new small town romance set in Pine Hollow, Vermont, where every happily ever after begins with adopting an adorable rescue dog. First love gets a second chance into all the dogs I've loved before when the town librarian mischievous Australian shepherd keeps getting loose and fetching her ex, the town sheriff. Lizzie Shane's Pine Hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. And to all the dogs I've loved before is available now wherever books are sold. To learn more, visit www.lizzieshane.com. That's lizzieshane.com. Watch my favorite Christmas melody. Yep. I <laughs> forgot that one. I just realized. I'm like, oops, I didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, if you want to set it up, I can yeah. tell you what I thought about it. Sure. Okay. It's, yeah, my favorite Christmas melody, Maya and Rainbow's son, uh, Franks. Once a promising singer-songer, Abby now finds herself writing uninspired jingles for commercials. As she heads home for the holidays, she's enlisted by the local high school music teacher to help save the school arts program. In the process, Abby rediscovers her voice and regains the confidence to go after her dreams and lets the possibility of love in, too. Okay. So, this movie, like, I I thought it was pretty middle of the road in terms of, like, it, you know, hit all the notes that you expect these movies to hit of, like, you know, discovering her inner artist again, blah, blah, blah. I had a big problem with it. In that this movie starts with intellectual theft and it's never resolved. Oh. And I spent the whole movie waiting for them to like confront the pop star who stole her song at the beginning of the movie and it never happened. And it, I kind of felt a little bit like, wait, that wasn't where we were going with this. 
um, okay, like, I guess not. Like, I guess you're just, like, moving on from that. But also, I, I don't know. It, it felt very unresolved to me because of that. You know, either it's, like, don't have that happen or I, I don't I don't know what the actual fix was because they used it as a, you know, a device to make her stop pursuing her dreams. But I kind of wanted the pop star to have like some comeuppance at some point but just like disappeared yeah so so what do you i think it's like a three it you know it's Mm -hmm. very fine it's most of it is what you like exactly what you think it should it's gonna be um there's not a lot of surprise it's not done like there's nothing that special about it, but there's nothing really terrible about it either. Uh, the song that they write is adequate. You know, I yeah. can't remember it, but I also like didn't want to <laughs> like pull my yeah. ears off my head. So you know, whatever, <laughs> it was fine. Well, speaking of taking you to a dark place, the next one was secretly Santa. <laughs> On the sex Ugh. with Alicia Day, Josopich, and Travis Nelson, and it's Miranda and Paul are business rivals who accidentally meet at a costume Santa crawl and spend a romantic evening together without learning each other's identities. As their anonymous romance continues online, their business mer- businesses merge, forcing them into unwanted partnership. As they clash while working together on a holiday gift-giving app, their hearts must reconcile their online love when unexpected feelings develop for one another. I, I gotta say... <laughs> I took a script analysis class in college a couple of years ago because yeah. I went back to school to get my degree. And my screenwriter teacher, having found out that I love Hallmark movies and have a Hallmark movie podcast, was like, I got an idea. Tell me what you think of it. And it's this idea. He is not the screenwriter. I just checked. <laughs> but the fact that someone actually made it boggles the mind. Well, I mean, this idea had like so much potential when we were doing the preview, Jax and I were laughing about the idea that not only could you have it be they meet in the Santa crawl, but you could have there be the real Santa there orchestrating it. That would be hilarious. Oh my God. Hilarious. I mean, that would be, but uh, you know, this, you know, I am a sucker for a shop around the corner. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Storyline, which this ended up being, which, like, yay, I love a shop around the corner. Uh, I don't think it quite pulled it off. I said in my little Twitter thing, I said this one was unusually bad. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I thought it was terrible. I mean, every line of dialogue fell flat. Their chemistry it, was terrible. Oh, they, it was like business no. meeting after business meeting. I, I mean, everything was just, I thought, really bad yeah, well, almost, I, oh, sorry, I think a, a huge part of why this didn't work for me was this character that they put in of Grant who is mm-hmm. her like ex-boyfriend who she thought was the one who just like is there yeah a lot of the movie <laughs> like, just right. sort of, like go away I don't need you you're well, just and I don't want you I yeah. just we'll talk a little bit later about Cluster Funke I had just watched it, which is the parody of these movies, hilarious on Comedy Central. And then I watched this and I was like, are we still watching a parody? I was just cringing the whole time. And I mean, I don't know. I just thought every part of it was bad. The acting was terrible. Oh, yeah. The, 
The writing was terrible. Well, then in that case, I should write to my teacher and be like, hey, someone made it, but they make these all the time. Just make it better. Yeah. Have them call me and we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, having the real Santa set up two Santas in a Santa crawl would be so funny. That was was his thing. He's like, what if they met and they were both Santas and then like – but outside the Santa suits – they hated each other. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, we're, I'm going to do it. I'm going to write to him and set it up. Uh, yeah. Also, the yeah. other thing that didn't work for this movie is that the reason they're rivals outside of the Santa suits is that they have this – they basically created the same app that yeah. helps you pick out a gift, which is just a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like, I don't care about your app. No one would buy your app. No yeah. one would use your app. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like merging together, but they still are. And then so they're forcing them to work together, I guess, to combine their apps or something. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, we don't need more than one of these apps. And the, the boss is just like, well, you know, we're, we're, you have to finish anyway. And I'm just like, even the movie's acknowledging your plot doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was, maybe you want to combine apps it just sounds terrible yeah it was really bad yeah i give it one star okay i'm a i'm a little nicer i think i would give it two but it definitely ugh. don't watch it friends no you don't okay. there, no one no one Please. needs to see this movie yeah. um all right we uh, we have one more for a lifetime yeah. We have Christmas Movie Magic, uh, Holly DeVoe, Drew Seeley, and it's when entertainment writer Allie is assigned a story covering the anniversary of a classic Christmas movie in the small town where it was filmed. She agrees on the condition that it could lead to a big promotion. When she meets a local theater owner, Brad, they unravel the mysterious origins of the movie's signature song, and Allie learns that movie magic isn't always just on screen. So, Katie, did you get to see this one? I did. Oh, what'd you think? <laughs> well, um, I so I was really tired when I started to watch it, and then I finished watching it like the next day. But as a premise, I thought it was a really cool premise. I thought it was very sweet. Like, if you were to sit down and tell me the story, I'd be like, "That's great." That being said, the first thirty minutes of the movie felt like this was this was the um, reenactments of like a docu-series like that's what it felt like to me like I was watching the making of Christmas with you rather than this story and I was really bothered by the parallels they were trying to make between modern times and 1955 it almost seemed like the main character was still kind of going I I'm a I'm a tough business broad and this is the story this is the scoop I got the scoop and she's in 2021 but she was still using that affectation a little bit um and bothered the heck out of me i'm very sorry um like katherine hepburn wannabe kind of yeah (laughs) and and i know that hannah will get into this but well we just got to talk about the terrible like puppet show when they're on the roof of the of the of the cinema of the Uh it's just like it's why 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 okay hannah you describe this because i'm too angry still no okay so first of all my thing with this movie is so they you know it she goes to the small town and there's they discover a mystery and she's going to solve the mystery and like literally they basically lay out like oh who is this woman and i went oh it's grandma like (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like there was no I got it 
instantly. And then I was like, okay, I have 90 minutes that I have to wait (laughs) for them to figure out what I already know. (laughs) Like that's, that sucks. (laughs) Um, Which is exactly what happened. Um, And then like, okay, I I have a thing. So I love musicals. I absolutely love musicals. But if you are having a musical, you need to establish for me that there is this in this world, it's okay to be singing and dancing in the middle of the street and no one is going to think weird that it's weird. Like Mm -hmm. that's normal. Yeah. Or you don't. You can't have both. And I feel like this movie tried to have both. Yep. And I hate that. (laughs) I I can't like like I felt like this movie went through you know, 80 minutes of no, this is not a musical and you do not sing and dance in the middle of the street and then ended with a big musical number. And I but, was Weren't they excited. recording it? Like make, filming it? No. It, it doesn't no, show they, them at the end watching it on the screen? Well, but the they were reenacting it outside. Yes, <laughs> that, that's what was happening is people were watching the movie of that was filmed in 1955 that was doing the exact same scene that they were doing outside but they were dressed the same and uh. they they filmed it really cleverly so you don't really see the people's faces when they're watching the movie version of it so you're supposed to think that it's the same thing but i i agree with you hannah but you didn't describe the people on the roof Oh, I'm sorry. What, okay. what is <laughs> Well, because it's well, the way that it's set up is they have this movie marquee and they describe that the roof of the movie theater is this big plot point where, you know, you're supposed to be like, that's where the two people fell in love. And she's supposed at the end of the movie part of it, they're like, she claims it from the rooftops or whatever. But obviously, this top of the marquee is not a real back not a real balcony it's not a real roof Uh so they superimposed green screen people (laughs) on top of this movie marquee and it looks it looks it looks terrible it just looks terrible i can't even i can't even describe how terrible it looks i'm sorry like you just gotta watch watch it for that look pretty bad Otherwise, it's kind of cute, but I was screaming. <laughs> right, I, I feel I feel like I definitely my my tweets were like la 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 la, and then right at the end is just no. <laughs> now, did you like in the Christmas waltz when they started dancing, or is that also That's too much? That's a different thing because that was they, they were you know there was a reason for them to be dancing. It was a show. You there know, was. It was it wasn't like a fantasy dance. Which yeah, I felt the, like this they was were a fantasy singing dance. and dancing outside of, and they and you could make the argument that they're singing along because the movie is being like speakered out onto the street, but it's their voices and there's and all and they know the choreography and I just it did feel really out of place. Like okay, now we're having a dance number, mm-hmm. and for me, yeah, for me, everything involving the news reporting journalism was terrible in this movie. I mean, it was completely (laughs) ridiculous and it always is in these kind of movies, but this was just, I mean, the idea that like she's going to save her career by doing the hard hitting Christmas piece. I mean, it's just (laughs) so ridiculous. And uh, so everything about the journalism was, didn't work for me, but I have to say, I thought, you know, maybe because I'm a film critic, I don't know, everything kind of with, the movies and interviewing the uh the people involved with the movie and uh that whole thing 
I, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I didn't mind the dancing. I I'm just a sucker for dancing. <laughs> um, and Drew Seeley's a really good dancer. So I yeah. thought it was kind of fun that we finally get to see that in one of these movies. Uh, we got to see him dancing. Yeah, um, it's not as good as the Corbin blue dance, but you know, if I had to pick a dancing or not dancing, I'm always going to pick dancing. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was overall fun. Um, I was thinking, Oh, they're filming it. Maybe that's how I excused it to myself, but I guess they didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd give it like a 3.5. Oh, I, I cannot be that nice. I think I have to go 2.5. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't think I can go higher than that. Um, it was a very, I will say it was a very fun tweet night though. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually saw some of you was like, has this person ever seen a movie before? <laughs> <laughs> well, she seemed very confused that things were not like exactly as they were. Like, yeah. the, like you would change the hardware store into a candy store for a movie. <laughs> like, right. She seemed yeah. really shocked by it. <laughs> All right. Well, have you have you watched any of the Peacock, any of the movies on Peacock? Uh, I watched Jingle Bell okay. Princess. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Called. Uh, well, uh, so actually, next we're going to talk about Netflix. So all we're right. single all the way. And this is Michael Urie, Luke McFarlane, Barry Bostick, Jennifer Coolidge, Kathy and Jimmy. And it's eternal singleton Peter tries to get his family off his back by enlisting his best friend, Nick, to pretend they are in a relationship for the holidays. Uh, Peter's mother, of course, has other plans for her son, setting him up on a blind date with her trainer, James. So I absolutely loved this movie this is actually going to end up on my top 10 list period of movies not just hallmark movies yeah. Christmas movies. i thought this was one of the best rom-coms i've seen in a long long time i thought they had such great chemistry together and i guess the thing that made it very special to me is not only was it genuinely funny which usually the calm part is kind of not there in a lot of rom-coms like jennifer coolidge i died when she is like the fairy godmother in the christmas play made me laugh <laughs> so much and just pretty much every line of hers was really funny i thought and and then i just loved this family so much and just their joy that they had for each other was so beautiful and it, i i when you think about last year with happiest season and just how negative that family was yeah. and how negative the movie overall felt. And, and I, and I didn't hate that movie, but this is just like the polar opposite of just everybody is so excited when they get together at the end and everybody's like tearing up and so happy. And it was so gratifying and so lovely to just watch a movie from an LGBTQ perspective that was joyous and I, I think the the trauma movies have their place and absolutely should exist. But I think it was very refreshing to have one that was just rooted in joy and love. I just thought this was great. I, I agree. I loved it. Um, this is actually, I think our episode on this will be out in a couple weeks. Yeah. I don't know how time works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this movie, I was so happy with yes, me too. how they 
approached everything about it. Just like their complete embrace of even before they were together, just being yeah. like, oh, we it was basically like Peter's in love with Nick and we want Nick. So Nick is part of our family even before they're together. Like yeah. we've adopted him anyway and we love him. Like just everything about it was great. And I, I also love that they like it, them like their obstacles in terms of being together and, and moving to the small town kind of things were so surmountable in a way that I actually believed. Yeah. Where, yeah. I feel like a lot of the times it it's like, oh, I'll just quit my job in the city and it'll be fine. <laughs> and this felt like, oh, I'm going to quit my job in the city. But that's okay because, like, I'm I tired have of this, it. Like this plan, and this is how this is going to happen. Yeah, and, you know, like, yeah. And I was like, "Good, you're not being irresponsible about this," and that makes me feel better about your relationship. Yeah. Well, and I, I've said this before. I'm getting very, very tired of we live in different cities as the main conflict because I just feel like you just move. You know, like you, you would never, in a, at least. I don't know anybody in a million years that would give up the love of their life for some job. Like you would no. make it work. You would find a way. One of you would move. You would figure it out if you're in love. Like, right. And yeah. so it just feels kind of phony to me when it's like, well, we're in love with each other, but we live in different cities. So we have to break up. Like, no, that's not, I don't know. It, well, we so, don't know yeah. how well we can talk to each other across the world, right. you know, especially in the last two years. Which, which I think you know, movies that were made That's in true. 2014 didn't necessarily have that exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree that sh- that's a trope that should be retired. Yeah, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. So the that is, thing- that was a good thing about this as well. And yeah, I just yeah. love the them. other thing about this movie that I really loved was you know what it was it like two thirds of the way through they there was like a I love you, mm-hmm. and it didn't fix everything, but it was yeah. just sort of like yeah. It was, it was there and no one was like, I'm too scared to say my feelings. It, it, I mean, they were, but it it didn't feel quite like the same level of like, I know my feelings, but I can't tell that person. It was just like, oh, I figured it out and I'm going to tell this person. The only thing I wanted more of in this movie, and I agree with both of you, I, I felt I loved it. And I love that I, I, I now that there is a tropey Christmas gay romance, I can tell my so I can talk about it with my boyfriends kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Like, like I can look at my friend and go, hey, you have a movie now, like a real one and not one that apologizes for being who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I hope with this is the beginning of more just people falling in love and leaving it at that. But the thing I wanted kind of more of in this movie was two things. Most of the dialogue in the middle of the movie is just, you guys need to get together. Why aren't you getting together? I always thought you'd get together. Let's make you get together. And that got a little bit like, okay, for me, uh, we could, even though because I agree, but I kind of, I feel like there needed to be something a little bit more. And then the other thing that kind of like bugged me is they made the plot point that they were roommates. And I feel like I needed to know why haven't you then? If you've been harboring these feelings and you've been roommates, yeah, yeah, we have the I don't want to lose you as a friend like argument. But why then? Well, if you're with think, each other all the time, yeah, what, what is the bar there? There must I have been he, something. But I think he had kind of convinced himself. Nick had convinced himself that he was just it was just platonic, 
And he says mm. that it wasn't until you said you were moving that I realized how much I'd miss you. And I realized if I felt that way, it wasn't just platonic. I guess you're right. Yeah, I just so wanted I something that's, more. That's <laughs> why. But I, Luke McFarlane, he was really fun in this, I thought. I love that yeah. we have two yeah, Hallmark good. guys that are in this movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that mean, made um, me so Steve, happy. Uh, Steve Lund. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looked oh, very like, handsome, the, the but he was a scoundrel. Movie, <laughs> the cast of this movie made me so supremely happy. Yeah. I, like, couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for me, in the world of these Hallmark movies versus, like, my normal... I gave it, in my review, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I loved this movie, and I've watched it many, many times, which I don't rewatch movies because I just don't have time, but I've loved it so much. Um but I mean, in the world of Hallmark movies and our five crowns, I give this a five. I thought it was really great. I loved it. So, oh yeah, yeah, a hundred percent agree. This is a five. This is Hands a five down. for me too. I, I just, I, you got to say it. I like that they didn't sacrifice like gay culture for tropes, but they also did not upset with the tropes too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Let's hear it for tropey <laughs> queer rom coms. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, the the. Britney Spears Christmas dance number was kind of everything. Yeah, that, that was so good. Didn't know I needed. <laughs> Let's learn it and flash mob it. Yeah, I really liked his uh, nieces. They were so fun and so positive, and I, everybody. I, like, I mean, I, I loved his family, but yes, I also family. loved his relationship with his nibblings specifically. Like, yeah. they, it was good. They, yeah, they were. It was just such a positive, like. Oh, it was just wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, so then on Peacock, we had Jingle Bell Princess. And this is such a long summary. I'm just going to say it's basically Merritt Patterson's uh, is a princess and she gets off the plane and then there ends up being this huge snowstorm and she gets stuck in the town because uh, her flight leaves. She gets stuck there with Trevor Donovan and his daughter. <laughs> and that's basically the plot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. This movie, it was, it was fine. But like the thing I didn't like about it is I thought that he was such a jerk to her. <laughs> Almost the whole movie, I was like, just because she's rich doesn't mean she's a bad person. And that's kind of how he kept treating her, like she was some kind of entitled jerk. When I, I didn't see any proof of that or any reason, you know, why. I mean, she talks about having servants and people doing stuff for her, I guess, but. I, I don't know. It's just calm down, man. Like, why are you be, being so mean to her? <laughs> That's how I felt. You know, I'm I'm so torn about these royal movies because they always make them seem like, isn't it so sad that these royal people like have never decorated their own Christmas tree and aren't they like missing out yeah, and not having royal. a good life? And it's like, <laughs> shut up. They're royalty. They, they can deal like, with it. Yeah, like I'm sure it's fine, and you know, like I, may we all have their struggles. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah, I just, I, I, I was annoyed by a lot of this movie. I'm annoyed by bad accents, which Merritt Patterson was doing. Um, I, I just, it, ugh. She, yeah, she, she, she couldn't royal do it. Accent. <laughs> the royal, the, she couldn't do the royal accent very well. Um, so that was annoying. And then, like, I just, 
I, I don't really know how it resolved. Like it just sort of ended and they were like, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. Okay. Are you? (laughs) I was like, I hope not. She needs to stay away from this grumpy old man. (laughs) And like, it was, it was just such a strange. Cause I like, also I genuinely am unsure if Santa was real in this movie. Santa's like, always what, real. Yeah, I think he was real. I think it was that guy. Was that guy Santa? I don't know. Yeah, but he's causing all this like weather damage, like weather yeah, problems. Yeah, and he and like stuff. got oh, Santa. to keep her there. But like other people could see him and he didn't seem to be <laughs> Santa to them. I, I just didn't understand. Didn't they say like somewhere, oh, today's his busy night. Didn't they say things like that? Uh, like, maybe, but like, but like he, he had a, like a full other business. Yeah. That, like, other people knew about. That's just the cover. <laughs> I, I, um, it was it was weird. I, I I give this one a two. Yeah. I don't <clears throat> – I think that that's, that's a fair rating. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. All right. Then we had The Christmas Thief. This was on Ion Channel and it stars Michelle Borth, Vivica Fox. And it's uh, Lana, a fledgling private eye, home for the holidays, realizes the only way to save her career is by solving a string of local burglaries where the main suspect is Santa Claus. With little evidence and having to contend with the, a local detective with an investigative style that clashes with hers, the season may prove to be anything but holly and jolly. And this movie is has a low budget. It's not like a great movie but uh, but i enjoyed it very much it it kind of i felt like it knew what it was trying to be and was mm-hmm. had enough sort of tongue-in-cheek about it to be enjoyable i mean there's a lot of weird stuff in this movie like they are in love with bacon they sit down i'm, I'm not kidding like these <laughs> these plates piling overflowing with bacon and they're just eating tons of bacon i can and- hear hannah cringing <laughs> Yeah. Bacon, bacon is one of my like trigger scents. Oh. oh, yeah, she can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. And and some of the some of the script was very silly. And but I, in a way, that kind of added to my enjoyment because it was just sort of fun. You know, like uh, when I get out of this car, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> you better watch out, Santa. Or I've, <laughs> I've been kidna- I've been kidnapped by Santa Claus. You know, and all this stuff and ridiculous and everybody. And so I was laughing throughout and, and I thought that the, the two leads were, were fun. And then of course you have Vivica Fox kind of Skyping in every now and then and coming in. Um, and, uh, and that was fun. And I enjoyed this one. It's, it's, uh, like I said, very low budget. 
it's got some cringy stuff in there, but I think it, if you just want sort of a funny, uh, mystery, uh, <laughs> around the holidays, then I think you, you'll enjoy it. So I'd actually, I'd give it like a four. I thought it was fun. A nice. Christmas mystery. Yeah. The Christmas thief. Cute. So, and the, and the lead, the detective guy was very drinky. So that always helps. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Name, but he was good. Um, Okay, then we had A Lot Like Christmas. This was on the 5th. This on Peacock, Maggie Lawson, Christopher Russell. And uh, Jessica owns the most popular Christmas tree lot in the picturesque New England town of Hudson Springs. But when big city marketing executive Clay moves a big box chain store into the area and starts selling trees, Jessica finds her business in jeopardy. As their professional competition escalates, Jessica and Clay run into another competition. They start falling for each other. So I think it's so weird. I don't know if you all agree, but I feel like Maggie Lawson should be great at these movies, and she never yeah. is. Except for the story of us, but <laughs> that's her best, no question. I did not see this one, so I can't. I can't. No. Um, but I wanted to because I love Maggie Lawson on Psych. Christopher Russell, you know, he's you know your standard dreamboat. Mm. We just got our Peacock, so I'll probably watch this. A I'll take your recommendation depending on what it is to watch it. But yeah, I hope so. She fell flat in this one as well. Yeah. She was kind of whiny and annoying. And uh. I, I just, it's so weird. Cause I just feel like she should be great at these. And I still, have, I didn't like her evergreen movie. I didn't think she had any chemistry with Paul green in that movie. And she was in that other one with Paul green, which was okay. The yeah, wedding that was one, okay. That was yeah. okay. And I do like story of us. Uh, but I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird to me. But uh, but this one, I don't know. It just felt very tired. Everything in this movie felt like, uh, like she, why she doesn't have any right to be like demanding that he not sell Christmas trees at his store. Like that's not like he has every right to sell Christmas trees at his yeah. store. And uh, I don't know. She was just kind of annoying and. So I didn't really like it very much. I mean, I love Christopher Russell. Uh, he's super charming. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I would give this also two stars, two crowns. All right. Okay, yeah. we have a few more. Let's go through this quick because I don't think you've seen any of the others. Um, so a cluster funky Christmas. This is on Comedy Central, and this is a parody of a Hallmark movie. Um, and it's written by Rachel Dratch and Anna Gasteyer, and it is hilarious. They they play uh, they um they play old ladies that are running the inn, and that this one goes to, and uh, and Ryan McPartland's in it, and it was very. I funny. cannot wait to watch this movie. Yeah. I the only reason I haven't watched it is because com the Comedy Central app on my Roku decided. That you know, it does that thing that it sometimes does. That it's like you don't have access to this content, and I'm like, yes, yes I, do. I do. And they're like, no, not today, you don't. Yeah, because <laughs> I've seen a lot of these kind of parody films, and a lot of them feel like, do you really watch these movies, or do you just watch like you just think you know what it's about? But this felt like these are people who know and have watched and get it and are hilarious, and also clearly love them. Uh, like it was all in very. Uh, good spirits about it. Good. Yeah, I'm and very excited spirit. to watch it. Yeah, I love I, I it. Wished. I give it five crowns. It was. I'm going to give it hilarious. five crowns, even though I haven't watched it yet. 
because I really wanted to watch this before this conversation, but I yeah. really ran out of time. Um, but I want to shout out, let's, if we keep doing like Netflix or whatever, um, movies of this sort of the trope tropes, we uh-huh. should, just, I love that there's Hallmark people in them. So let's keep that going. It kind of adds legitimacy. Yeah. So with like Stephen London, um, uh, uh, Luke McFarlane in Single All the Way, Ryan McPartin in Partland yeah. in this one. So let's just have Tyler Hines and Paul Campbell just do all the rest. I Thanks. would love, I mean, especially Paul Campbell. He, yeah. I would love to see him really get to. I, I would also Paul Campbell like to all see the time. comedic Paul chops. Campbell would do it. That's like, mm-hmm. he, he he would do that. He would yeah, be, he would, that it. would be very funny. <laughs> um, then there is on Netflix, there is a short called Robin Robin, which is done by the folks over at Ardman, who I adore. And uh, this is a, a really cute little uh, special about a bird raised by mice. And uh, and it it has music and it's it's Christmas themed. It's it is so cute. You gotta see it. It's only like 27 minutes. So <laughs> Okay. You've got me sold. But there's a grand tradition of particularly stop motion animation during the holidays and animated shorts during the holidays, everything from Charlie Brown to Rudolph to uh, even more wacky ones like um Nestor the Long Eared Donkey or A Town Without Santa Claus. Um there's so many great animated shorts the grinch the original the grinch cartoon uh there's so it's i think this is in that tradition which i appreciate so you should check it out um and then on paramount plus they had a loud house christmas and this is a live action version of the loud house show which the loud house animated show is actually really charming and it, i don't know if it's just because i'm from a big family and so i relate to it because it's about lincoln loud and his 10 siblings and uh, and this this version of it in live action just lost the what I think was great about what I think is great about this show. I uh, don't mm. It just felt very manufactured and lame and just not. It doesn't have that. It wasn't as charming. I, I just wish they just kept it animated because I think that would have been much better. So I didn't really care for that. Robin Robin, I would give like five star five crowns to. It was great. Cluster Funky five. Uh, loud Christmas, I would give like a two. It wasn't very good and it wasn't very funny. Um, and then we had Christmas Again, which is on Disney Channel. And this is kind of a time loop story uh, where the girl, her parents are are splitting up. Uh, her parent, And this is like their first Christmas uh, with, and now her dad has a new girlfriend. And, uh, and then there's other family members that are in town. She's feel, feeling kind of ignored and frustrated and she has to deal with this new uh, step uh, sibling kind of thing. Little boys driving her crazy anyway. And she makes a wish that, uh, that they could do Christmas all over again so that she could get it right. And so she ends up in this time loop, of course, and she keeps experiencing Christmas over and over and over again. And I actually thought it was really cute. Had nice heart. It it uh, it's, I think a very solid decom in the world. I thought it was cast very well, and so I think uh, that like teens and you know if you like decoms, then you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was very cute. I, oh, you saw? Yeah, I did see that one. Um, I do, I do think uh, the one thing that I like appreciated maybe more than any other part was that like. Because, you know, she goes through like a, I'm going to get my parents back together uh, series of loops. Um, 
and like her parents just being like, no, we're so much better apart. Like, yeah. And when she finally does learn by the end, it, they really do a lot. There's a lot of set pieces in this movie because there's so many different days. And so yeah. they go to like a carnival one day. They're at the Wrigley Field one day. It's all in Chicago. And uh, and she, she eventually kind of realizes that uh, she needs to love her family. And you know, she, she realizes right. what you need. You know, As a child to, of divorce, I feel like I should probably watch this yeah. movie. <laughs> I thought it, it was, was good. It was cute, and Katie, you would love it because this is the one that stars Trixie from Lucifer. Trixie, <laughs> mm. we like Lucifer here. Ah, right. I've, I've heard about that show. I that it's good. It's quite it's nice. real fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and this one, I'll this one, I'll have like kind of a sad memory for me because Christmas again because I did an interview with the director. And then I lost the file. I couldn't oh, find no. it anywhere. And I was so embarrassed. And so, but I was able to to write up. I was able to kind of remember enough <laughs> to be able to write up a an interview. And they, so they were fine with, they were like, as long as there's coverage, that's fine. But I felt really bad because yeah. they had taken the time to do the interview. And I just... I don't know. It's just gone. I couldn't. I mean, I looked in every file on all my computers. I looked everywhere. Technology and it was is hard. It was Maybe so. Maybe it'll be a Christmas yeah. miracle, like next Maybe. Christmas when you find it, and Maybe. and it'll be Christmas again. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, Andy Fickman. You were really great to interview. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I I almost thinking, did I forget to press record? Uh, because I was just gone. I, I don't know. And I, and they didn't, they hadn't recorded it on their side. Cause I was using their zoom, not my zoom. Mm. Oh yeah. And, uh, cause they, so they provided the link and, and, but they didn't have it. And so anyway, I mean, luckily they were like super nice. So thank you, Disney channel. But, uh, but I was still very embarrassed. <laughs> Wouldn't it be sad if Disney Channel was not nice about it? It'd be like, yeah. well, <laughs> but I'm glad that's not the case. I mean, technically, I it's, I was doing it for free, so they can't complain that loudly. But I want them to like want me to come do stuff, other stuff for them, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, and and I don't want them to think I'm like a total mess. Uh, but uh, you know, but you're not gone. I couldn't find it anywhere. Oh, it was so frustrating. I was crying. <laughs> oh, where is it? So I need my own, yeah, Christmas again. <laughs> Redo it. Uh, but I'll put a link if you want to read the art, read the interview and the article that I did. I mean, technically, I put it on Rotoscopers, which is the site I write for. And so it actually probably got more coverage, more reach than the interview would have. But still, I was, just, I was just really embarrassed that I had lost yeah. it. So there you go. That's an experience. <laughs> so it comes from watching too many Christmas movies. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. 
Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. I've only ever had that happen one other time. And luckily it was with a friend of mine when I was... um, uh, well, there's two times. One was my friend Austin Burke, who's a fellow YouTuber, and we recorded a whole recap. And then I realized I hadn't pressed record and I was so embarrassed. He was so nice, though, and we did the whole thing over again. <laughs> um, but uh, but then the other time I was interviewing Crystal Lowe from Postables. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we got about 15 minutes into the interview and she had to go get a package or something. And so I put it on pause. And then she comes back. We do the rest of the interview, and I hadn't taken it off pause. Oh, no. I was mortified. And I was just crying and, like, so embarrassed. And she couldn't have been nicer. And she was just like, you can't cry anymore. I'm not going to allow it. And and so we did the whole thing over again. And we even, because I had thought that we'd covered something in the record that wasn't actually. So we, we even, she even came back a second time. And so if you listen to the interview, I don't think you can tell. The only thing that you can tell is that my co-host at the time, Amber, is in the beginning of the interview. And then all of a sudden she's not. <laughs> That's the only, I think, the way, only reason people could tell. But I always be grateful to Crystal because she could have been irritated with me. Because that right. was like taking her time and, and very... Uh, <laughs> lame of me to do and she couldn't have been nicer and so i always will uh, i always will love her for that <laughs> so, so nice the travails of being a podcaster yeah <laughs> yep um, but anyway last one to talk about is christmas at the ranch and it's amanda rigetti Lindsay wagner and laura allen and we talked to Kristen baker who is one of the founders of Telefilms is the director of this movie. I did an interview with her. Luckily, I didn't lose it. And <laughs> we talked about it. And it was a really fun interview. You should check it out. Uh, I've actually enjoyed all three of, that I've seen of Kristen's films. I enjoyed this. I liked I Hate New Year's. That was probably my favorite of the three. Um, and then she did one called uh, Season of Love, which was like the first uh it was the first lesbian uh rom-com christmas rom-com that I, we've covered on the channel at least nice and and i've enjoyed all three like i said gave them all three uh positive fresh scores on rotten tomatoes um so now this uh i i also enjoyed it i didn't th- i didn't feel the chemistry as much as in the other films but uh there were some really cute moments it's basically about this woman who uh, is in the city, comes back to help her failing family farm. We've seen it a million times. One of the uh, the ranch hands, I guess, uh, is uh, this woman who they don't get along at first. She thinks he's, she's kind of bossy, but then, like, as they get to know each other, of course. Uh, but but there were some cute moments, like the um, the ranch hand character. She um uh, she lives in this little 
uh what did they call it um little guest house in the in the, and uh and she ends up uh holly her, the lead character ends up st- stuck there Haley ends up stuck there overnight because of a winter storm and so they're kind of like bunking out like <laughs> in their cute. pjs and like hanging out it's cute um uh, in the guest house and uh her i liked anything with her brother it was fun um lindsey wagner plays her like adopted mom and she's good always so this is a cute movie. There's also a really funny character that's like a influencer. She goes on a blind date with this influencer woman who's like this into meditation and whatever. And she was funny <laughs> and they did a good job with that. So I think I would give it like, mm, I'd give it 3.75 crowns right. for this one. There we go. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we have talked about all of these movies. <sighs> I can't believe that's one week. Yeah. One crazy. Week. That's crazy. crazy. Oh my we gosh. Aren't even, we aren't even doing the up movies because that's been covered on another episode. So, oh my God. Yeah, or the Hallmark movies. <laughs> right. Right. Like this is not all of them. This no. is just. Ugh. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think. <sighs> Trying to think which one would be my favorite of all of these. Probably, I mean, single all the way is my favorite, but of the lifetime, probably Kirk Franklin's is probably my favorite. Nice. I think. But there we go. This has been so much fun. This has Yay, been a lot of fun. Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for coming on and talking about all these movies. I really appreciate it. And let us know if you're listening what you think of all of these movies and what are your favorites and how many crowns you would give them. We want to hear in the comments section or on Twitter. And how can people find you all and your uh, podcast and uh, Twitter live tweet yeah. feed? Uh, yeah. So on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, all of that, we are one kiss means forever. That's one and four numerically and the rest are letters. Um, and I, I would say we probably have a live tweet, you know, five out of seven nights a week right now. Yeah. yeah. Right it's now. impressive. We're, we're trying really hard. So um, <laughs> we're exhausted, but it's fun. <laughs> we're offering ourselves grace if we don't, if we don't get to one, we like, it's fine. I mean, I just for- completely forgot about one. So you, I give you permission to do the same. Thank you. <laughs> so and yeah you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on ron tomatoes so please take a look at that and also make sure you're following the podcast at hallmarkies pod and hallmarkies podcast all of our social media and if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews for both of our podcasts we would sure appreciate it yeah and thank if, you if you are listening on youtube please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel And also make sure to check out the patron group. So much fun. Next week, we are going to have David Weaver on our watch along where we, director David Weaver, we're going to watch his movie Christmas Town with Candace Cameron Bray, which is one that I really enjoyed. So I'm excited to hear all the behind the scenes details of that film. So if you want to participate in the watch alongs, any patron level can participate. So check it out. Information's in the description. And then we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun, festive designs. And today, the date of this airing is the last day that you can 
uh, get Christmas orders in uh, for domestic delivery. So please take a look at that. We sure appreciate the merch support. So thanks so much to both of you. I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. We'll talk again soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.